everyone, Lisa Crown Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I've got somebody in the spotlight, which is one of my favorites, but not only one of my favorites, it's one of your favorites. This is what my audience is saying to me. I love putting top producing title people in the hot seat. So you know what? If you ask, I shall deliver. And I brought myself, I brought you guys and myself today, a fabulous, amazing top producer, gem. Okay. And, and I'm going to tell you why a gem. But before I do, this is a person with organic growth, right? Just building up since 2007, been in our business. So it's a real organic grower, which I think is important, was all the way up to the top 5% and landed the past two years in the top 2%. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up from all the way from Portland, Oregon is Wendy Thatcher. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, coach. Oh, you betcha. So happy to have you here joining us. Thank you so much. Can I say why I called you a gem? You're a gem to me because everybody that I coach out in that area, they're like, well, Wendy shared with me and Wendy told me and Wendy helped me. And I asked Wendy, your name comes so loud in my coaching programs, which to me, it's like, I have a ginormous place for you in my heart because you are not with just your blinders on all about you going in for just you, you literally stop in your successful tracks to help others. And I just feel that that is the ultimate formula in, in success, in my opinion, that we're helping others along the way. And you are the prime example of that. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad to do it. Yeah. I love that so much. So we're going to dive in. I got a bunch of questions for you. We want to pick your brilliant brain and see what's going on in there. So here we go. Tell us a little bit about when you started in title, like you know, some basic things that helped you to get on that trajectory of growth. So if you really look back in 2007, kind of an interesting time to get in, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your growth model and how you really kind of built it up. Okay. So I started in 2007 with a company called Transnation Title. And then my role was primarily like a technology resource for the other reps and to help them support their clients. 2007, I got about two amazing paychecks and then the market started to crash. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, as layoffs started to happen at that company, I started a hybrid role and I was sales and still the technology support. So I was just doing whatever I could, whatever it took. Um, that company eventually closed and I was without a job for three weeks and then Chicago Title picked me up. Oh. And, yeah. And at that point, I mean, it was 2009 then, and I was so grateful to have a job. I just started digging in and I was just picking up the phone. I was leveraging my existing relationships. And one of the things that I started doing really early on was paying really close attention to what my clients were saying that they needed and just finding solutions. And I felt most comfortable then, like, and really emboldened if I led with value. And so that's what helped, I think, early on. So I'm going to throw a couple extra straggler questions at you, pretending we had an audience here. And I can tell you that somebody would raise their hand and go, so I hear needs from realtors. I don't always know the solution. How did you get creative in finding the solution? You know, I think just doing research, um, and asking other people, asking, you know, what are, what are other people doing to find success in this, you know, when this comes up, um, just paying attention. Um, I'm not somebody that is going to um, ask a lot of, for myself, I'm going to dig in and do the research and try and figure things out for myself. And I think that skill 
helps kind of in that scenario. Agreed. Agreed. And that's a good niche. That's a good plan that when you're trying to figure it out, you don't just throw your hands up. You're really trying to dig in. And I like how you said you talk to other people because they're brilliant out there too, you guys. And that's where we get to pick their brains. They're willing to share. And that's going to give the intel. I love that. How are you handling this market? Like, how are you, um, how is your team handling it? Because I'm getting Mm -hmm. a lot of people with issues with the teams a little bit, feeling like stressed and we need orders. So how are you handling the, you know, a little bit of the turmoil with the market today? Right. I think we all have a little bit of whiplash, you know, it's, um, (laughs) Um, but I think, you know, if we're honest, we all knew industry-wide this wasn't sustainable. We had right. kind of this in the back of our heads that market correction was coming, um, you know, and not to turn like this difficult time into being extra poly positive, but this is our opportunity to stand out. You know, this is um, this kind of dramatic shift in the market really kind of ignites my passion that kind of it does and I love finding new creative solutions to help my clients out they need them um and as a team we are going back to basics and I know that is a well-used phrase but there really is something to it Um, we're focusing on giving amazing customer service again being resourceful um, for our clients and making sure that our escrow teams are fully engaged with any extra time that they have to generate business as well. Very good. Two things I want to touch on. First of all, I love Polly Positive. So that's just, I got to throw that there. <laughs> uh, she's, she's my bestie. Yeah. Um, I, like, I like that. That optimistic way to look at it, you know? And I love how you say it was really the market correction. I love that word because mm-hmm. it really sums it up. You know, we knew it. We can't be acting like we didn't. What we didn't know is how, how that we were going to get whiplash. That's what we didn't know. We thought we would have a little bit more of it, you know, normalizing without really rocking us to our core. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Second thing you mentioned was back to basics. It sounds so simple. This is what people Mm -hmm. don't get. You need to break down what that means. And I did that on a podcast. You got to scroll back and listen to the real estate roller coaster. I just launched back to basics Mm -hmm. because that is absolutely a key ingredient in getting your mind out of a negative story and into acting and taking massive action like poly positive. Right. So done. Love that. Very good. Please check take a peek at that podcast if you haven't. Very cool. Next, why do you feel your clients are so loyal to you? Aside from personality and genuine being just genuine plus plus plus, why are they so loyal to Wendy? I think they know that I'm going to just work incredibly hard for them. If they have a question or need something out of the ordinary, I, like I mentioned kind of at the beginning, like I am relentless at finding a solution for them. Um, I follow through on my promises too. Uh, And I think one of the things that I really focus on is I'm not going to waste anybody's time. And I think my clients know that. So if I call and check in, they know it's going to be useful. and I, I do like to dig in a little deeper too. I like to know, you know, what matters to them? What causes are they supporting? What vacation did they just come back from? Dogs, kids, house projects, you know, and social media is great at giving us clues on that, but I take it offline and I don't know. I just work with some really awesome people. It's really good to, or it's easy to have those great relationships. 
I love that. I love, you know, what stood out to me, what you said that I don't feel like I hear enough with just coaching people all over the country is the word follow through. I feel like that's going to be a bit of an it factor for you, Wendy, because we throw out all these stuff to all these people and a lot of, and then we miss the key component of where they can count on us and they can Mm -hmm. count on us and they keep coming back to us because we follow through with what we do and say, you know, I really feel that was something that was important to me when I was a title rep and that I would follow through and people be like, wow, I totally forgot about that conversation. Thanks for sending all that. Thanks for the reminder. And like, I feel that's, that's service plus, 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 plus when you're talking and the fact that that's a part of your model and the way that you feel your clients perceive of you, that's your edge sister. I don't hear it enough. I'm going to tell you straight up. Okay. Uh, very good. You have the biggest, I mentioned this in the beginning, but I need to circle back on it because I, here's what I, here's what I noticed. Maybe you noticed this too, Wendy. Have you noticed now when you're going to the doctor, they have an intern with them. See, when we were younger, there was always the doctor. There were yeah interns you gotta go to school okay now everywhere the veterinarian the dentist the doctor like the plastic surgeon all these people have these interns and these pas and these people that are way more up on their business models for a reason because they can't leave this planet with all their brilliance and all the goodness and all the tips and resources and tricks up in their brain, Mm -hmm. they need to share it. So to me, you're a standout out of all the people you have a huge heart. You give, 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 you help so many reps when they get hired, who you don't even know who take time out of your life. You know, when you could just focus on yourself. I mean, my theory is talk to me, talk to my audience for me, um, for them about your headspace when it comes to having your big giving heart. What, what, what do you get out of it? Why do you do that? You know, I think it goes back to when I got started in this industry, it was a really tough time. And um, it's, it is a tough career. Um, it is a tough career to start. And for some reason that has never left me, that feeling of like how hard this is to get rolling. And you know, the early days in this can leave you just questioning yourself like crazy. And I had a lot of people that helped me really early on. And I mean, this company hired me in 2009, you know, and invested me in me in this in a terrible market. And it's just, it just feels easy to, to give little tips, to give a little support, to give a little encouragement here and there um, just to help out. And it doesn't take that much time. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. it's huge it's like you're giving back in your own right it's your it's just like your subconscious where you just naturally give back and it's interesting because it stems from a story when mm-hmm. I started in this business they're like sink or swim bitch I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> oh my god I was just like yes. in, taken in the water right it was just like I was drowning in that ocean you know yep. and I did have some people I did have a few people that were there but I would say a lot of it was me going to them and going, can I pick your brain? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget those people. They were realtors and they were title people that said, yes, you can. And I was like, oh God. Thank you. And yeah. when I became a, a national coach, my number one priority was to get a fast track for new people course going because 
I remember 25 years ago, just like you remember feeling really overwhelmed and that I suck at this. Like, this is not, this isn't bringing out my it factor. I'm drowning, you know? And so I feel that totally. Um, but that was a big priority. And when I teach my class at the beginning of it, Wendy, I tell people like I was in your shoes. I know how this feels. It isn't easy. How long would you say it takes someone to break in and start really tasting success? You know, I was just thinking while you're saying that it's just such a long game and these relationships take so long to develop. Um, It's, I mean, you know, if you have some existing relationship, it's going to be a little quicker, but you got to hang in there for a few months before you really start feeling like you've got something to even offer, you know, and um, there's so much that can overwhelm you so quickly. And I think it's so important to just do whatever you can to stay focused on what those people are telling you is going to make you successful. Yes, I agree totally with that. I tell people it could be upwards of a year. It -hmm. could be, I mean, if they're in coaching and we're doing accountability and they're maxing out their money work and they're diving in and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it, it's a fast track. So it'll get you there even faster, but just an organic person. Cause there are people who aren't at our firm, you know, they can't coach that. Mm-hmm. They do listen to these podcasts and I, they ask me that, you know, and I say upwards of a year. So for some people it could be upwards of, of two years, but in a hard market, sometimes we don't have that time. Right. So you've got to kind of fast track, you know, a little bit, a little bit there. That's for sure. Um, thank you for that. Let me, let me ask you this. Tell us about a day in the life of Wendy, you know, walk me through a productive day. What are some non-negotiables for you? So this really became critical during the early days of the pandemic. Um, I really solidified a schedule and it has helped so much. Um, turns out that miracle morning, there's something to it. (laughs) Yeah, girl. Um, That's right. Um, I get up early. I get up before five um, and I do a workout, um, either a run or strength chain- training. Um, I'll take a, after that, I'll take a quick look at my email, see if there's something I can fire off really quick to customer service or an escrow officer. Um, I'll look at my calendar, see what's you know coming up. Just remind myself what the day is going to be like. Grab some breakfast, get ready for work. Um, I log in and get started. And um, really kind of that work day starts with looking at the orders that came in yesterday, looking at the non-directing or the co-op orders to see who I can, who I need to be reaching out to right away. Um, we do a lot of classes here. So I usually have one class a day. Um, so if somebody's listening really quick and they're like, oh my God, I feel so much anxiety saying the word class. Yeah. How do you overcome teaching a class? How did you get in there and just start teaching classes? So we host most of ours, so other instructors, but I do teach some of my classes too. Um, Just practicing. I think that is, you know, that's the biggest thing that helps someone like me. Um, Like I, I like, you know, I'm nervous going into this podcast. Like I still, I've been doing this forever and I'm still, you know, (laughs) still on my toes. But um, I think practicing, finding people to practice in front of, I really feel great when I have slides. Um, that is my own visual cues and it helps the audience keep up with what's what's coming up. Um, so those things probably would will help. Um, yeah. Okay. Just wanted to throw that in there. Keep going. Tell us more about your day. So 
about three appointments a day on top of that okay. and then a call block. And that's How long is your call block? It depends on my day. Um, but I usually, it is harder. It's so hard to do a call block shorter than an hour. Um, Good. To, to really get things rolling. I like that. And, and guys, it's important for you to listen. This is a person who's in the top 2%. Like it doesn't get better. We don't have a top 1%. Like you're in the top two, you're in the top. They're doing a power hour. She's doing a power hour a day. That's something to know. So if you're a new person, that's why I always say two hours a day. If you want to break in faster, I'm impressed by one hour, you know, a day, Wendy, for you, but that's why you keep growing and sustaining top two. And for those of you who fell out of the top two, I'm talking to you. Uh, maybe it's because we stopped our power hour is why we fell out of the top two, because there's no reason we should come out if we're doing these non-negotiables. So I love that you added that in. What else are you doing? That's it. That's a day. I mean, okay. I can't fit much else in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those three appointments, girl. Woo! Now, is your appointments all three in person? You doing Zoom? You doing on the phone? Um, I am doing either Zoom or in person. Um, I can meet with people a lot quicker on my schedule if we do a Zoom. But if they want in person, I will absolutely make it happen. You're down with it. Okay. Yep. Very cool. It's just neat to hear what big top producers are doing. And that's why I tell my top, that's why I tell my new people, the top producers have to keep prospecting because you're calling their people. Right. You know what I mean? You're like, you guys are like ankle biters. You're trying to get their people and you're getting their people to start thinking. Okay. I don't know if they make a move. They might. I'll tell you right now. I had a new guy. He just graduated a month ago, Wendy. He came out of this, out of the elite degree with 36 new resales in a month. It's somebody's wow. client, honey. Yeah. It's client. Okay? Yep. Yep. So it's like, what are you doing in a day to protect your prey and grow it and sustain top 2%? All the inquiring minds want to know. So thank you so much for sharing that. What advice do you have for an experienced high level rep, such as yourself struggling as they see the orders coming down about 15 50% down and they're getting this deflating mindset. Like talk to me at a high level right now in the sense of like uh, uh, somebody in the top two or top 5% and they're just deflating. Yeah. I, I mean, control the controllables. Like we have, we've never been able to control the market, right? Good or bad. It is not in our control. We can't control the rates days on market. Uh, we can control how we use our time how many calls we make, are we focusing on the right people? It's really time to strip away the fluff and focus on the revenue generating activities. Um, one of the things too that, you know, if I get in kind of, uh, you, you know, you get in a call block, you're having a bad streak, I will stop and I'll review, look at my calendar. What is the last thing that got me the last three to five appointments? And then I just start over and do it again and again and again. And that is, I'm getting out of my own way that way. If I can strip out any of those hurdles, you know. Um, another thing mindset wise, while all of this is going on around us, I think it's so important to remind yourself that this is your business. It is going to be so easy to blame other things, other people, other factors but dig into the fact that you are responsible for your success. Um, one of the things that I realized lately is if I'm going to take credit for my success, I also need to take credit for my struggles 
and everything that comes with it, right? Um, but there's going to be a lot of noise out there that's going to, you're going to want to blame other things, but you start giving away your power when you do that. So this is your business. If you're going to hear in the podcast in the future, I'm going to use your line. That was so good. I need to take credit for my struggles. I love how you pegged it to credit. I need to take credit for my struggles. That was so good. People needed to hear that today, Wendy, that there are no accidents. So for those of you listening to it, that that really resonated, it resonated for me in the sense of people need to hear that messaging that we take credit and we need to take more credit. I don't think we're doing enough accolades. You give yourself like a high five or pat on shoulder or good job, Wendy. Like, is there accolades that fly through your world? Probably not enough, you know? <laughs> hey, a little mini coaching session growing. We got to do that. Okay. That's right. But that, but you're right. You know, you're, you're just right about, about that piece. And it is a, it's massively wrapped around the mindset piece. I just talked to a gal right now. I coach right before our call 35 years in the business. And we had to do, we had to tap into some mindset work, top producer. We had to tap into some mindset work. You know, it's a real big piece because what happens is we start to believe this story that's replaying over and over again. And it created a belief system and we're locked in. It's like, no, we get to change that story. You know, what outcome do we really want? We get to change that story. So love that. All right. So I know this is part of the moment everyone's waiting for really. And that's, you've been in the top 2% for two consecutive years, which for those of you who don't know what that is, that's the highest level you can be in the nation, you know, out of 50 States. It's absolutely incredible. It's an honor. It's very few amount of people. It's not easy to get in. It's definitely not easy to stay in, you know, and to have consecutive years back to back, there's some magic and secret sauce in there for sure. I coach so many people. It's their dream, Wendy. It's on their vision board. It's the sticky note. I always say sticky note, what you want, put it in front of your face, read it, put it on the toilet, put it on the computer, put it on your phone, put it on your forehead. You know, I did this one with a client the other day, you know, 70, 70 (laughs) orders, get it on your forehead, you know? And, um, so they're, they're listening. Their dream is to be on that stage. By the way, you get on stage. It's like a whole deal, right? Um, how do you do it? Shoot us straight for the person listening, whether they started a week ago or they've been here 10 years, they want to be in the top 2%. How do they get there? So the first thing I'll say is um, you mentioned secret sauce. I'm going to say there's no secret. Like there is no secret. And there, I will say there are books written on this. There's podcasts on this. There's coaching programs. So um, there is a sauce, but it is not, it's not a secret. There's no secrets with that. Um, But I'll give you my recipe for the sauce. Okay. (laughs) Um, So be consistent. I think, you know, that is for me, number one, if you do what you say you were going to do when you were going to say, when you said you were going to do it that is going to start to lay the foundation of trust. Um, The next thing I would say is lead with value every time. And what that helps you do is become a business partner and people will start to pay attention to what you have to say. And they will start to see you as a business partner, partner if you are showing up with value consistently. And we talked a little bit about this one um, before, but follow up. follow up. And the thing that I think about, I remind myself of, because I am not perfect. I, you know, I'm working in this every day and it's, 
gets messy sometimes. But the thing that I remind myself of is all the time that it took to get that appointment with that target, all the prep that I did and the time that we sat down together. If I don't follow up, it's a waste. Yeah. Totally wasted it. And it, especially if it's a big target because they're not going to come after me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have to put in the work of following up. Oh, my eyes are watering. That's how on point those tips were. Those were excellent because, and everyone wants to know, like literally there you go, you guys, silver platter. I do want to, I do want to break down the word consistent because you tapped it into building the trust, which I think is overlooked because not everyone really understands how to get there other than showing up, which is a part of it. And I love that, but I do love how you pegged basically do what you say, say what you do, but also the consistent, consistent, throw out some things. What are you consistent on? So if someone goes, I want to build trust. What do I need to be consistent on? And I think, you know, when you say something to a target, I'm going to call you Friday at 10. I think most people are surprised when the phone rings Friday at 10. Or I'm going to send you an email after we meet, and it's going to consist of the three things that we discussed today. I think people are surprised when they actually get that email. And then they're starting in their brains to go, okay, you know what? I met with Wendy. We talked about these things, and she sent me an email. And next time I, she says she's going to do something, I trust that I'm going to get it from her. And when they really need something, something's going on with a transaction, they need something critical for their business, you are increasing the likelihood that you're going to be the one that they call. Love that. Thank you for breaking that down because yeah. I think that's important and not spoke about enough. We throw consistency out because we understand in our head, it's all drilled down. We get that. But to someone listening who's newer, or even someone who kind of needs to revamp their business model. It's really nice to understand what you define in your consistency. So thank you. Um, speaking of actually new people. So new people who joined our company that are listening right now, are feeling a little bit worried about performance anxiety and being on a chopping block and meeting expectations and feeling anxiety. I would really kind of say, I, I appreciate and thank you for saying this could be messy. It is a hard career. It's not easy. What else can you add in to somebody who's a bit nervous and wants to be far, far away from that chopping block? I think um, setting real realistic goals with your manager is step number one and showing that you're you're in it. These are my goals. Um, and then I think the next thing is really important is breaking down the daily things that it's going to take to reach those goals. And if you're really nervous about, you know, where you're, where you stand, actively ask for feedback. And then part of asking for feedback is being open to what you're going to hear. And I think that those things, you know, that shows that you and your manager are on the same team, you're really open to whatever it's going to take. And just staying on track with those goals that you recently set is huge. 100%. You know, I took a course for five days about feedback. I've never cried so much in my life. It's tough, but it only Oh, it sucks. 
because I had so much anxiety around feedback when I was a younger person. I felt like a loser, a failure. I, you know, I did it wrong. I didn't want to be wrong. I wanted to do it perfect. Didn't know there wasn't a word in the vocabulary really that perfect existed. Right. But I just kept drilling and plugging for that. And so when I got all that feedback, oh my God, I just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller in the, in the present moment. What was happening is I was building back here, building, 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 growing, growing, blossoming, maturing, evolving. Um, Thank you for bringing that up because feedback, you nailed it. It's absolutely the key ingredient of meeting or exceeding those expectations. A thousand percent. I wouldn't even have thought of that right now. And that just blew my mind. So you you're dropping the gem. You're dropping all the nuggets today. We're just getting nuggets from Wendy today. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it, Wendy. Um, what is one, what is something today you are working on or something really cool tip you can share with the listeners? You know, like they have a tactical takeaway today uh, from this interview. So one of the, I mean, obviously we've talked about the markets changing really, really quickly and I really try and put myself in the shoes of my clients and they are having some tough conversations out there right now, especially um, if you think about them going to a listing appointment and their potential seller has dreams of what their neighbor sold their house for this spring. Yeah. Those, yeah. <laughs> those agents need cold, hard facts to help those sellers understand why that dream may not be realistic in this market. And so I am digging in deep on data, on statistics, on things that I can bring to them that help those conversations be basically backed up by by those cold hard facts. And where can someone find cold hard facts? Yeah, one of the things that I would recommend, everybody's MLS is different, but I would reach out to the local MLS and see if there's anything that um, they can help agents with that the agents don't already know about. So is there a report that can be exported? Is there some new data that they're collecting? Check in and see what they have. Um, I read a lot of articles uh, from Inman and Keeping Current Matters and, and those resources. Um, and Altus reports is huge, 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 huge right now. Um, anytime you can give, you can arm an agent with something like that, that's gonna help you be a quick, quick go-to, so. That's really good uh, information and important. We love data. We love percentages. You know, we love um, hearing those stats and facts, especially with the rates. You know, when you look at the rates, have you seen those charts, Wendy? I feel like I threw one in the elite club. Did you see that where it really kind of shows when it was 17% went to 10%, it was five and 6% in one of our hardest all-time markets. Guys, you guys were... Buyers, you were given a gift for yeah. two and a half years of these insanely low rates. Like we've got to have a come to Jesus with these people, right. Wendy. And I don't think it's going to finish up honestly this year. I think we need next year. I don't think I don't think sellers they got the memo. All memos were sent out to sellers. Time to reduce, my friends. What your right. what your neighbor did in the spring was a gift. You missed the ball, just like all the marketing pieces and realtors were telling you. Now we got to do reductions. So yeah. they're just not they're they. They're not, they got the memo. They're not reading it or doing something about it. However, just wait. And you've been around to see reduction parties. 
the reduction party, 25,000 reduction, oh, really 35,000 reduction, 60 reduction, you know, 80,000 redu reduced, just $80,000. And then the incentives start flying in and a new car will be in the garage. I mean, everything's going to start up again, Wendy. Um, but the data, the stats and the facts are massive to prove our point. And it's so helpful when the realtor gets their hands on content that can help them with their buyers and with their sellers. So thank you for that. All right. I've taken enough of your time. So let's close it with in life or in business, Wendy, what do you know for sure? Change is always on the horizon, <laughs> especially in this industry. Um, and it's interesting because it's part of what keeps me in this industry is it keeps it dynamic and exciting. And then at the same time, I, I find myself talking myself out of holding on too tight to the way things I thought were going to be, you know, um, but just keep in mind, change is always coming. That's so true. What do they say? Like what, something, what do they say? Like what I, something for sure, like, is like, it's like, it's death taxes and someone's like, and change. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> Right. Like the two things that are like hundred percent and then they go and, and change and change because it's so true. You know, I, like I said, I just coached this person for 35 years doing their thing, looking, you know, through these lenses and it's like a tap of change. Like, Hey, Hey, to keep that momentum going, you have to pivot, you have to adapt and you have to embrace change. The more we push change away, or we only look at it our way. Like me, I don't just do my coaching thing just my way. It doesn't work. I love the feedback. I love to change the way I do things. I love to hear how it's now working or something that's sparking agents or lenders interest. Like that boot to the ground feel helps us to embrace that change. So yeah. You're spot on about that. That is something for sure. We have to get our mindsets better in this arena though, Wendy, because I think a lot of people are more the grabbing on or learning gives people sometimes anxiety. Like I got to yeah. learn this new way of doing things. It's like, there's so many new orders on the other side of learning and That's evolving, right. you know, That's right. you yeah. are fantastic. I appreciate you. I am so impressed by your success journey. Um, thank you for all that you do for your colleagues, for your customers, for the company. You are a standout to me. I'm so proud of you. And it's an honor to interview you today, my friend. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. Um, I want to, can I give a plug to? Sure. The revenue disruptor program was a turning point in my business, honestly, 5% to 2%. It was like, I wow. talked about, that was, I mean, it really was. And I talked about stripping away all of the fluff. That program helped me absolutely do that and make a ton of phone calls. So. Oh, I love that. Thank you for that. Yes, we do have a course called the Revenue Disruptor. I got to launch it now that you just said that. It's going to launch again because of you, Wendy. I'm going to make that mention. You know, I thank you for saying that too. You know, I'm going to really, that'll be a good one to kick off in 2023 because I always like a really good program and to be able to use that statistic. Thank you for sharing that with me. Loved yeah. having you a part of it and see you guys, even the best of the best, keep getting better because they're down to hire a coach. Remember, Michael Jordan had a coach, Kobe Bryant had a coach, Oprah went, these people have coaches, right? We're never too good to have coaches because sometimes people say like, I'm at the top, what do I need a coach for? Because they like to evolve. They like 
that whole research, that research piece, that being a resource, that tapping in, uh, it comes from expanding and you do that through coaching. And thank you, Wendy, for being a part of it. I loved having you in my class. You rock. Thanks for being here. And thanks for that pitch. I appreciate you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, coach. You bet, baby. See you. Thank you. Bye. Get them.